and welcome to episode 11 of Anne and Steve Talk Stuff, where Anne Blake, that's me, talks to Stephen Kinsella, that's him, uh, about all things stuff. Uh, Stephen, how are you getting on? I'm good, I'm good. I am I'm slowly, like third policeman style, turning into... Um... Uh, I'm starting to see the value of call center workers with these kind of cool headphone things. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm now dreaming of a wireless one, you know, so we're all living through Zoom calls. Um, I, I guess uh, one of the kind of weird things is uh, the term is ending. So we have lots of students who are, you know, kind of emailing saying, hey, look, you know, can I have an extension or whatever? And kind of just being, we're, 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 we're doing the, the, the decent thing which to recognize that it's a pandemic <laughs> and yes. uh, you know giving extensions and all that sort of thing but actually at this time of the year what we spend an enormous amount of our time doing is planning next year or next semester oh. so September so lots and lots of calls and zoom zoom calls and all that this week about what are we gonna do next September right so yeah. Uh, and we don't know is the is the is the honest answer. Uh, lots and lots of theories, lots of ideas. You know, um, switch the university on for four days, turn it off for a day. You know, people come in for ten days and leave for four. You know, this kind of like, you know, how to do social distancing in a sixteen, seventeen thousand student university. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I teach a, a five hundred and sixty student lecture in the concert hall, like. If, if if people observe social distancing like that like they do now, just getting into the, the concert hall will take yeah. the hour of the lecture. Like you know, so you know, how are we going to do all these things? So 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 a large part of um, a large part of my life at the moment feels like I'm living in this kind of weird, uncertain world where in September, you know, everything is either the same as it is now roughly meaning yeah. i have to just teach, do the, all the teaching online or it's a bit not that okay but it is or what you know and, and we kind of have to do it get it ready now uh students may you know students and people who don't like the public sector think that we just rock up you know and teach for two hours and then leave um which is true no it's not it's not true it's it's, it's completely not true yeah 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 well, you know but the these kind of planning phases of the year are like this, this has been totally disrupted so that's that's been my thing and then um i, I i'm really really noticing this week because i'm doing lots and lots of calls with lots and lots of different people mm-hmm. that uh there's a f- severe fatigue setting into lots of people there's okay. a lot of people just going you know, they were, you know, it was panic and it was, you know, stiff upper lip and it was like, yes, let's do this. And then it was like crisis mode and it was like, yes. And then it was like, we're going to do this. And yeah. And now it's like, okay. Yeah. And I think people are struggling a little bit to keep the head up. Um, and yeah, I wrote a piece for the currency this week. And the piece was, you know, the government needs to communicate with people when the lockdown's going to end right yeah. or, or what not not when like it can't be like on june the second it's over like that that's not that obviously that's not in anyone's gift but the government needs to say here are the criteria by which if we see this we will start reducing removing the lockdown and the the, the problem with that is you're increasing people's risks of getting further infections right yeah um so like who bears that risk and how do you do it? You know, so like 
uh, you know, are our kids going back to school? Does that increase the risk of other people getting reinfected? The science seems to say, actually, kind of no, it doesn't. Um, yeah, uh, they're they're learning so much more about this. Uh, uh, even last week, there was the the state of opinion, the state of knowledge was that you know kids kind of could be carriers. Um, and now it doesn't seem like they're uh, anywhere near as infectious as other types of humans, um, according to the latest study. So it's like um, on Italians, actually. Um, it, it, you know, the, 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 as our knowledge of the disease evolves, um, yeah, that, that, that's, that's, uh, that's changing. And that, that then changes the, the kinds of planning that we can do in the university, right? So you've got yeah. like a scientific study done in, on children in Italy northern italy yeah altering the planning behavior of you know <laughs> economists in limerick like it's, it's a very very uh, you know uh, uh strange situation um and yeah communicating when this will end will is probably a good thing but that's enough about me tell me about you how are <laughs> you getting on how how how's your cotton how am I going? Well, I mean, Key and Key and our producer is a, a little bit late to the Zoom call, and if you obviously if you're listening to this, this means nothing to you. But if you are watching this on YouTube, you will see I am actually broadcasting from my shed. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd give it a go because, um, funnily enough, our modem is in the back room, in the back of the house, and I have a friend who we share a back wall with, and we work together sometimes. So she's been in my house, has my Wi-Fi code. And has said, you know, certain corners of my kitchen, I can still get your internet. So I said, that means probably my shed would have strong enough broadband. And it has stronger broadband than some parts of the upstairs of my house. So I thought I'd give it a go. It's kind of nicely insulated, kind of dead sound. Mm -hmm. um, I can show you. There's the roof. Amazing. Oh, cribs. I love there's cribs. Things that, there's, there's musical instruments in here that shouldn't be here. Is this because there's a room being repainted and the stuff? The background is a little different uh, to Stephen's. <laughs> yeah and then there's the window to the outside world so yeah this is an experiment this week i am broadcasting it's a shed cast it's a um, shed cast yeah because it it's a nice yeah. dead kind of dry space so it, i was curious you might get a bit of bird song is the only thing um our dogs barking but hey that's our that's life great. now there's, some, there's way less judgment i think oh there's no judgment Oh, there's, no <laughs> there's no judgment. There's no judgment. People are coming in like <laughs> I was on one this morning. <laughs> I won't say who it was, but they were they were they were they were coming in and and uh, they were kind of just making a kind of a very important point about something. And uh, just this little child came in, mommy, 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 and then it was like, yes, dear. You know, the impassioned point kind of had to stop. It was like, yes, dear. I've done a poo. <laughs> <laughs> Right there. Uh, where did you do a poo? Uh, in my pants, mummy. It's like, okay, right, right. So she's trying to like potty train her child <laughs> and do Zoom calls. <laughs> Super. Oh. I think it's kind yeah. of mad. If, if you have listened to the podcast from, from the get-go, uh, we have talked about um, things like the four-day week and the gender pay gap and all these things, like things around the gender pay gap being like when are meeting schedules can't like mm. can, can say working mothers even make a make a meeting and then things like the four day week um people can't do that because we have to be in work all the time and it's so interesting that we started this podcast whatever amount of months ago 
And in the time, two things we focused on specifically have just been thrown into the air because everything has been turned turned on its head. Um, And I I wanted to chat to you today uh, about, like, I I do feel, they said we can get caught in a loop, literally kind of talking about similar stuff to what everyone's talking about. Yeah, sure. But I, you know, one of the big issues in the election, uh, all the elections and all politics in the last year or so has been the green issue and, and uh-huh. pollution and that it's not sustainable what we're doing to the planet. And the planet has just stopped. We've just stopped <laughs> in many ways. And there is a sense of maybe we can reset. Maybe this is a, a, a chance for us to rethink how we do things. And there is, uh, you shared an article this week on Twitter about an initiative in Milan where they're going to just cordon off 35 kilometers or so uh, to make it just um, bikes and and pedestrians or, or, yeah. and public transport. Yeah. Yep, is yep. that right? That's right. And um, the people of Milan have gone, yeah, cool, do it. They've been talking about doing this for a long time. Uh, Milan is, is, is a very heavily congested city. If you've ever been there, it's... Um, it's a bit of a nightmare getting around it and uh the the pollution in northern italy is really strong like it's the the you know carbon parts per million the particulate counts and all that kind of stuff through the roof um so the 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 the, they're kind of using this moment where traffic volumes are are they're not even half of what they were and pollution from industrial processes has kind of gone away um, to think about a reset of their uh, urban layout, particularly with respect to um, uh, cycling. Um, and Milan really has the, the climate for this. I mean, it's quite, it's quite wet a lot of the time, but a lot of times it's quite dry and warm. So, you know, like when it's wet, it's horrible and you'll take public transport. Um, but when it's dry, it's really nice and you can just kind of tip away, do your thing. So uh, they, they've said, you know, we're not going to go back to the way things were and i think that there's a really really strong sentiment amongst lots of people that they don't want to go back to the way things were they've been shown a certain vista uh, and they're saying well look you know this is a possibility now isn't it and all the stuff that people thought and said was impossible uh it turns out it's not it turns out that it's we have just been doing things in a certain way. Uh, that doesn't mean that people aren't having a really hard time at the moment. Like I said at the start of the podcast, they really are. But it does mean that we have this opportunity to rethink things. I mean, if you had told me that, you know, uh, t- two months ago, um, two months ago, that I'd be delivering twelve hours of lectures a day, you know, online, uh, I, I, I in my spare room. I would have said, no, <laughs> that is that is not a thing. Um, and it's not ideal. It's not perfect. I don't think I'm the best in the world at it. But you know what? We're all doing it. Um, and like we, you know, uh, I don't think it's e-learning. It's just lectures recorded online. It's a very different um, thing. But um, I've now kind of like scaled up. And in a ver- I've had to scale up in a very, very fast way to kind of learn um, how to do this properly. Um, and, you know, y- y- yesterday I gave a two hour lecture in Germany, um, um, uh, not in Germany, two Germans in Germany. I was not in Germany. I was here 
in my spare room. Uh, and the day before, I was uh, talking uh, with guys in the Bank of England. And, you know, it's, it's like everyone has simply decided that this is now the mode of, mm. of, of, of instruction. And that's, I don't know, it's, it's, less, it's not as good um, as just being with people. Um, but you've got to say the commute stuff is, is a lot better. Yeah. Um, and uh, I actually, I, so I have two cars. I have, um, I have two uh, Fords and they're, they're kind of like knackered. Uh, you don't have but, a Ferrari, no? No, no, no. I mean, overpaid public sector worker. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I actually think would, you're more of your midlife crisis. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, the, the, sad, the, the sad thing is, though, you know, I, I, I mean, midlife crisis vehicles. What would your midlife crisis vehicle be? Mine. Yeah, yours. Oh, I think um, a yacht. A yacht. Would you just drive down Limerick? <laughs> drive down O'Connor Street in a yacht. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like it yeah, would be a yeah. transport that would I would use every day. It would just be something I would have access to that I probably wouldn't be able to take very many places. <laughs> can Can you sail? Have you done, have you done that? No, stuff? not at no. all. <laughs> You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna purchase an extremely expensive product that you don't know how to use. Yeah, that or a helicopter, like something just ridiculous. I, I, and also, in my midlife crisis, I'm loaded. So um, yeah, yeah. Obviously. I, I feel like I feel like my my midlife crisis thing might be. Do you know one of those motorbikes that dentists buy? You know, they're kind of like they're 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 kind of giant. They're almost cars. Oh yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And you only see retired dentists on them. And they're driving along, like, yeah, it's it's a it's it's not quite a Harley. It's not as cool as a Harley because let's face it, midlife crises are not. I'm never pulling that off, like. Why is it never, you know? I have to catch you on this dentist thing. Why is it specifically dentists? I don't know. Just just I, I just know two two retired dentists who. Okay. And I'm mean, I'm now extrapolated to all dentists because you, you're you're applying it to the world. I'm in the I mood like for it. needless generalization. I'm like, I like that's, what, that's what I'm doing. That's how well, I'm people rolling. believe uh, you because yeah. you you are an expert. Um, not so a dentist, can... like to be fair. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you can hey, always hey. yes, dentists. No, it's a, it's a podcast. We, you know, um, we are experts. You know what? It is interesting, actually, on that. Uh, who is an expert thing? Um, so economists are quite good at mathematical models, right? Mm. And uh, they've been sort of having a, a really interesting kind of a kind of a frenemy thing with epidemiologists who also mm-hmm. have like models with loads of variables. Uh, and some economists have been connecting epidemiologist models. You know, into their into their ones, and the epidemiologists are like, "No, stop! You couldn't possibly," you know. And it's uh, it's it's been a very interesting sort of nerd off. You know, it's a bit like a dance off, but with more equations. But it's uh, yeah, it's but, even, less, but even yeah. but even less cool. Oh my God, no, no, coolness is not coolness <laughs> is nowhere near this. But what is interesting is how really smart people. So there's a lady, uh, Rachel. Uh, I think her name is Meager, M-E-A-G-E-R. She's a professor in the LSE. And she was saying, look, uh, all of the economists messing about with epidemiological models of, of you know, what's going to happen to the disease and all that. You just need to realize that there's, there's, there's one thing that's really different about the data, which is the data, you know, blood tests and stuff, it comes from, they're generated from the human body. So it's, it's all what, what economists call endogenous. It's all within yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have an endoskeleton. It's inside, and uh, 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 an insect has an exoskeleton outside. Mm-hmm. An endothermic reaction is an implosion. Exothermic is an explosion. So you, these endogenous 
kind of it's in your body you're generating it so a lot of um, economic things are exogenous they're outside the system so you okay. know the, the the crisis just happens to you it happens to Anne, happens to Stephen, happens to Kean. It's not within us. We didn't cause the crisis, right? You know, we just have to sit in our spare rooms or our sheds, our sheds. and just kind of do it. Um, and so th there's a very big difference in how we treat those things and how we think about them. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, well, I'm gonna, we, we, I'm yeah. gonna pause you now, right? Because we're go, we, we, you were about to talk about your car, and then I, oh yeah, and something else. So yeah, you were yeah, talking yeah. about you've Fords. Yes. Oh yeah, sorry, the Ford, right? Um, so they're kind of they're kind of like they're all right, you know, but they're 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 I think they're they're, they're ten years old or something, and the um, the the problem with it is that I haven't driven the the one that I normally drive to work yeah. for seven weeks, right? And so I have to remind myself. I literally put in the calendar, turn it on, yeah. otherwise the battery's going to die, right? So if I'm using, so that's an asset that I own. Now it is a, it is a very depreciated asset. Like the thing is in bits, but whatever, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it goes and I'm, you know, I'm not a car guy. I kind of would like to be a car guy because it's something external, you know, to, to, to love. And I have great friends who are kind of proper car guys. I've seen mm. a guy who's a, who's a neighbor of mine and he's a friend and he's, I know he listens to the podcast and, okay. and, I, and, I, and, I've, and I've heard him describe Sabs. In, in, in a particular way that, uh, yeah, only a car lover can describe Sabs that way. In a loving I, way. Yeah, oh, I, I, I would say beyond loving. I would say almost reverential. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm always impressed by that. I was, I would love, I would love that. Uh, but unfortunately, I, I have, I just see them as utilitarian boxes with wheels that get me from A to B. And um, so, but, but the problem is, I have this depreciated asset, and it's like, it's a, it's a diesel as well. Like it's super polluting and whatever. So mm. I'm, I should, you know, get rid of it. Now, so think about it. If everyone's like me, and everyone goes, all oh, right, I don't need a second car now. Why? Because I'm working from home, even two days a week. Do I really need a car? Mm. You know, three. Do I need? Do we need? Do we need two cars? I mean, we live in mm. rural Limerick. Do we really need five car, two cars for five days a week? No, not really. You know, think about that. Car demand for secondhand cars falls. The price falls. Car dealerships are get get really into trouble because nobody, you know, people aren't coming in to replace their 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 cars all of a sudden. Maybe the next car we buy is like a secondhand electric car. So all of a sudden. You know the emissions, part the the emissions from our household drop. Yeah. You know substantially, but also so does the so does the uh, so all of the various interconnections, the the petrol stations that you know we now buy fuel from. Yeah. From in far reduced quantities, by the way. Yeah. Um, uh, which which is which is uh, which is something actually we should talk about this. So okay. this week, this, this week, week right, we're so reimagining. Can we reimagine, like, say Limerick, okay, yeah. that's where we live, to yeah. become more focused on public, like, can we reset? Yeah. And more Absolutely. public transport, more cycling, more walking, and free up the city, our very small city centre mm. from cars. So I, I, think, I think we can do something whereby we pedestrianise a large portion of the city centre. Um, okay. I think there are probably three things that we can do. The sure. first is to make on-street parking expensive, right? Okay. Um, so that right now it's cheaper to park on the street than to park in a car park, in one of the, the high-rise car parks. So yeah. like 
that doesn't make any sense. So equalize or increase the, 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 the price that people pay to park on street. Um, oh, remove contra flow, um, uh, <clears throat> remove all contra flow uh, car lanes. So cars are never coming across each other like that. They're only going one way. Okay. Right. Um, and then have large park and ride facilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the edges of the 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 the, the city, um, if you do those three things, you end up in a situation where there's almost no transit. And then for heavy goods vehicles that have to get into the city to drop off stuff, you merely mandate a time frame in which they can do that early in the morning, late at night, whatever, um, or even during the day. And every time outside of that, heavy goods vehicles imp- have a giant fee imposed upon them, like a tenner, like a, like a lot of money. Right, and if if you do that, then what you do is you basically force cars that are transiting through Limerick just to get somewhere else. You mm-hmm. force them round onto the motorway. You, mm-hmm. you 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 massively decrease car transit in the city, uh, but you make the city much nicer for people to be in. So you can yeah. start up talking about you know putting like playgrounds where roads used to be. Okay. Right. You can start talking about using um, the kind of totally empty open spaces in a in a in a really new way. And I mean, we've had um, two um, major retailers uh, have left uh, this week. In fact, so Debenhams uh, have left, and so have Ann Summers. Uh, and so those those two shops have shut down, which is really sad um, for yeah. the people who work there. Um, and uh, and for their customers, of course, right? Yeah. So we're back to the situation that we were in twenty. 2008 um yeah. where you know retail the market just leaves right mm-hmm. so so the so large parts of limerick city of the of the shops in the city are just kind of going away because mm-hmm. they they've, they've see, they're seeing no footfall so what do you do to bring things back well the first thing i think uh to to to, to focus on is if if people want to be there they'll go there so that's, you know, one thing, if people want to be there, they'll go there. You think about Rome, right? Uh, Rome um, uh, obviously has lots and lots and lots of nice things to draw people in. But actually, yeah. as a city, it's very dysfunctional. It's very difficult to make Rome work. Um, but people still really want to go there. And when they go there, they more or less walk around, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and it's, it's a beautiful city. And it's very nice. But fundamentally... <clears throat> Fundamentally, when we when we think about the city, we have to remember who it's for. Okay, yeah. so yeah. It, we often talk about the city as a tourist destination. We talk about the city as a place of, I don't know, commerce or whatever. Um, like ultimately, I I think Limerick is for the people who live in it. You know, who work in it and who, um, you know, like everyone's welcome, of course. Right. But um, I think the the most important thing is it it should be a nice place to be. Um, And do you remember we were talking about the about policy objectives, maximizing income versus minimizing cruelty? Remember that? Yes. Yeah. Same thing. Right. So instead of um, maximizing rates or maximizing um, footfall, yeah? Yeah. Maximize satisfaction uh, amongst the people who use the city, yeah? That will be... uh, 
you know so, so so like is it nice is it and uh, i don't just mean nice like oh there are plants or i like trees or whatever i i mean like are you delighted you know like uh you know ed so there's a place called lucky lane yeah right and they've got this beautiful kind of shop and it's got all these cool little things in it and you go in there and you see like a reproduction time turner from harry potter and you're aware that your daughter's completely obsessed by Harry Potter. So you buy the feckin' Time Turner. I have no idea how much it cost me. I don't care. Because I just was like, Time Turner, get, you know, just, just, just give yeah. me. So, so yeah. but I was delighted when I saw, I was like, yes! You know, I, I, I found this thing and I was like, don't really give me the Time Turner, it's going to be amazing, right? And, and then, and she wears it all the time and it's just brilliant, right? That's yeah. what I mean. Limerick has these lovely lanes um, that are just kind of filled with garbage and cars at the moment. And you could, you know, it, the, there, there are lanes in Melbourne that are just amazing. Like, yeah. like, there's a shop in Melbourne and it just sells hats, right? And yeah. I'm not a hat guy, um, but but I went in there and I was like, oh my God, you know, and the guy's like, you know, they, they're me- they measure your head and they give you the right kind of hat and they look at you and you're like, you're definitely not like a, you know, fedora guy or whatever. Like, you know, they, they, they kind of, they know... And you you and you you walk out. I, I think uh, bought one of the kids had, but but you're delighted because it's like a quirky, interesting thing, you know. Yeah. And the lanes of Melbourne are just, you know, they're covered in these beautiful graffiti kind of art things, and it's just like you go you go there and you're like, you kind of want to discover this stuff because it's so awesome. It's 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 interesting because yeah. I remember a few years ago there was a thing called Local Heroes, and mm. somebody. And there's a, a consultant there. I can't remember his name or anything, but he said, um, "A city is made of citizens, you know, yes. and and people don't yes. want tourists don't want to come to a city that has no citizens." And yeah, yeah I mean, you go to a city, you go somewhere like I don't know Roma, that, and yeah, sure, there's loads of tourists, but you know when you see the real person living there. And yeah. the other thing, like that you're saying there, like just about being being delighted and. Um, I remember in 2014 we did the City of Culture year oh. and a load of alleyways had this beautiful um, lighting and uh, yes. artwork put in the, in the, in yes. the, in the ceilings of the archways mm. and the powers that be in the city after a certain amount of time removed them oh. certain street art got painted over and I think and I'm not being I, what I mean is he, like there is a chance now for a, a will. Uh, like, I, there's a problem when the powers that be don't see the value of, mm. you know, not just like value. I, it's kind of like we're talking about with the economics of arts, the well being mm. of. If I, I feel a lot safer if I have to go down an alleyway if it's well lit and there's something beautiful there rather than sure. dark and someone's pissing up against a wall. Do you know, yeah. they're less likely to piss up against that wall if there's beautiful artwork or whatever it is. And it's, <laughs> And it's just this, yeah. um, I suppose, we're in a, a crisis, but with crisis is opportunity, for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we have an opportunity right now to rethink and to, yep. re, as we keep saying, to reset. What, I, this is a question I have for you, because as a regular human in the world, who does not quite know how it works, as well as an economist like yourself, um, like the obsession in Ireland with cars and the adoration of car parks like above all else yeah it's like you know quick 
there's a new building infrastructure opportunity in the city centre, we'll get a car park in. And, and this drive, and, and the drive and the need sure. to have cars on a really small island that we live mm. on. Um, mm. I'm curious, what are the origins of that? Well, uh, you got to remember, so 100, um, 100 years ago, there were no cars, right? Um, <laughs> and so we have, uh, we, we've only got 100 years of experience with, with these machines. Um, but they've kind of really deformed our, uh, they've deformed our landscape in many respects. But they've also freed us up, you know, like, like you know, it, it's, it, it, if, but they replaced something. So uh, there were rail lines in Ireland in the 19th century. And people, not a lot of people know this, but Ireland actually was incredibly well served by railways. Yeah. Um, because of an equity boom, it turned out it just—it was literally like the property boom of 2007 to 2008. But it was for railways, and the, they, there were so many railways being built in the UK that they were like, "Ah, oh, sure, feck it, we'll make some in Ireland too," because um, of course we were part of the UK at the time, and they—they uh, they just they couldn't lose money on these things, so they lashed up railways everywhere. And we, ne- we didn't keep them up. See, you can see the maps of them of the old railways. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, the, the state. The state just couldn't afford to keep him up. That's that was, you know, people say, oh, you know, it was a, it was a conspiracy. And it really wasn't. It was just money. They couldn't afford it. Um, yeah. There's a brilliant economic historian uh, called Alan de Bromhead who who looked at who he's he's really studied this very carefully, um, mm. and you know he's he's of the opinion um, uh, that uh, you know this really was simply like we can feed people or we can pay for railways. Okay. Feed. Okay feed people that's it so yeah i, I think um a, a lot of this uh, a lot of this stuff comes down to value right so we talked about um diamonds and water before yeah. um and uh the main the main the main difference is that you know if you got if you got a big lake of water an extra um cup of water is worthless to you right because there's because it's all the same whereas with diamonds even though they're functionally useless the fact is an extra diamond is much rarer right so if you just switch the context now mm-hmm. to the city, okay, in order to make, right now, everyone assumes that the land in the city is like an ocean of water, okay? Yeah. And what you have to do is turn the city into diamonds. And the way you turn the city into diamonds is with art. You make it unique, right? You make it unique. You, 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 you create the art in the laneways. That laneway is now unique, yeah, it's a diamond. It used to be water. There used to be a load of these anonymous garbage and piss-filled spaces. And now it's a piece of art. It's a diamond. It's unique. Yeah. Um, and you, if, if, if we just thought that way, right, we'd be so much better off. And it'd be nicer. You mm-hmm. know, it'd be so much nicer. And I'd like to go there. I think it would be great. You know? And, oh, yes. Um, Particles and Waves. That was the name of the artistic project that... that Brighten up the language. Oh, yeah. right. Some with school children. Right. Incredible. But go on, sorry. Yeah, yeah. We should talk. We, so we, we should have a chat uh, uh, in, a, in a subsequent podcast about particles and waves. Okay. I'm really, really, really interested in, in, um, in, in that stuff uh, because it turns out we're all particles and waves, <laughs> as okay. it turns out. Um, um, so, but yeah. you're saying that, so it's that kind of changing the mindset of, um, people like, and you say art as well, but all, I suppose as well as beautifying and and making somewhere it, it's it's what's in the city, like you know, like Lucky Lane, like yeah. 
lovely pubs, like cafes, like um, a lot of galleries, uh, you know, and and shops where you can buy things you need. You know? yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I'm really struck by that with my two kilometer. Like I'm lucky there are littles nearby me, but sometimes sure, yeah. I don't want to get in the car. And if mm. I'm gonna, I've got a 24 hour shop near me called Quick Pick, which is amazing. Um, y- you know, if I just want to get milk or even some bananas or whatever, I'm putting a lot more value. A- an interesting thing, actually, while we're, I know we're running our time is I live near the people's park in Limerick and I go in there and people are socially distancing. It is busy, but people are being careful. But mm. what I'm struck by is there is this feeling of the value of the park in yes. a very new way. Um, that, uh, like what I love about the park is I go there and there is a soccer match in the summer between a bunch of young fellas and it's the United Nations. Like it's such a mix yeah. of, yeah nationalities yeah. clearly and visually you can tell there's a lot of nationalities there could even be more like yeah. mixed in there um and and you always see the international new communities using the park um mm. but what i'm noticing now is those communities are still using the park and the people who probably normally would hop in their car are using the park and and i'm bump, like i'm not bumping into people physically but yep. I just think it's interesting what you're saying about turning the city into diamonds. I, I feel in a way that's happened and there's mm. a, people are understanding the value of the park, for example, or of yeah. the board. Um, yeah. And they're feeling it too, right? Like, so they're feeling it. It, it's, it, it is what I've noticed though. So I live near Glenstall Abbey. We, mm. we go walking around the thing every night um, just cause just to get out of the house. And um, people are, First off, they have more time to stop and talk, so they're interested in stopping and talking. They look you in the eyes and they ask you, "Are you okay? You know, are you okay? Are things okay?" Right? And they mean it. Um, you know, and and uh, I I I hope, like the guys in Milan, that we use this kind of moment to sort of say, "Well, look, we everything we did the the way bef- the the reason." The things that we did in the past and the ways that we did those things are more or less arbitrary. Yeah. Right. And the reason that we did them was because we did them yesterday. And if you're forced to see that, and we all are forced to see that, then it gives us, it behooves us to say, well, what other things could we do? Right. And they're not theoretical proposals because you can always go, look, actually, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you did most of your job from your spare room, Steve. So, you know, I, I, I think those kinds of conversations are, they're far more real. I Irish people and most people are fundamentally pragmatic. They need to be, they need to see it. They yeah. need to live it. And if they experience it, they go, oh, okay, right, fine. We can, we can then, um, we, they will make changes based on that. And I believe that this is the moment to start thinking about those changes. Also believe that there's going to be a great forgetting. Yeah, and we're going to get over. to the great forgetting because we are going to run out of time otherwise. But let's yeah. take a note of that. Yeah. So we're going to stick with diamonds and water because I quite like it as a way we, we keep coming back to that. But I do think the great, and I do take note of that absolutely because I do feel lessons will be learned, lessons will be forgotten, the park will get forgotten, and people, but we will. I don't want to cut you off, Stephen. I'm, I don't want to no, lose no. the diamonds. <laughs> But um, no we will be back next week to talk about we will. to talk about stuff. So in the meantime, I'm I'm gonna say sayonara from the shed. 
And I will say sayonara from the uh, spare room. Excellent. Well, listen, lovely to chat. I think I can, sorry if you can hear my dog whinging outside. She's not impressed that I'm in the shed and she isn't. <laughs> She's, um, done will... <laughs> She's done a poo. She's done a poo. God, probably. Um, outside, it's fine. Listen, Stephen, lovely to talk as ever. You too. And Mind yourself. And until next week. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Anne and Steve Talk Stuff, a Limerick Post podcast produced by Kean Reinhardt, theme tune composed and performed by David Blake. Follow Stephen Kinsler on Twitter at Stephen Kinsler. He's a Stephen with a PH. Anne Blake at Anne Blake 78. She is an Anne with no E. And the Limerick Post at Limerick Post. If you have any questions, you can get to any of these Twitter accounts or follow the hashtag Anne Steve Talk.